0: Dear listener, thank you so much for being here. I have been working on a new episode of this podcast for four days now, five days now. Each recording is worse than the last, and... I'm spending hours editing footage, audio, and then deleting it. A couple of things are happening here. My visa is going to expire in approximately two weeks. What do I do? Do I extend my visa in Turkey or do I pack up my shit and continue my journey east as was the original plan another thing I'm 25 days into not smoking wow are you congratulating me please congratulate me I'm so proud of myself it has not been easy actually I it has been it's been okay it's been okay I read a book to help get me through it called this naked mind nicotine There's also one about alcohol, and it's just like a scientific breakdown of what these things do to our bodies and why it's better to not use them. Uh, It was super helpful. That got me through week three. I've also been eating a lot of sugar. Now I'm cutting back on the sugar. That's been like three weeks of sugar, like a lot of it. So now we're cutting back because I can see it in my face. (laughs) (laughs) What else has been happening? I'm still doing Calling in the One. I have fast-forwarded because, you know what? If the exercise is boring, I'm just not going to do it. So I think that's fine. I'm going to move forward. I'm still approaching this sincerely. Mm. I also started reading The Count of Monte Cristo. So several things have come up for me. Uh, amidst all of these things leaving is a totally different thing I'm just wondering about like the future of this podcast and how I'll be able to record it not that I have any remotely extensive setup for it but because I have so much time by myself and I have this quiet place most of the time to record um and I I mean I am living like monk like I have lots of time for uh, contemplation I have lots of time to work on personal projects like this one Um, it's fucking fantastic but moving on let's go back to the point of this podcast which is to call in the love of my life and not just the love of my life but the man I can create a family with also like all of these feelings that are coming up for me because there are feelings that are coming up for me Um, okay, so in this naked mind, the author talks about self concept. In calling in the one, I have skipped ahead and gotten to a part where she talks about getting rid of things, which I've already talked about in this podcast, and we're talking about it again uh, because that has been a running theme in my life for the last few years. Then The Count of Monte Cristo. Holy crap, have you read it? It's so good. It is so good. I'm only I'm only up to like chapter 7, chapter 8, and it's like freaking illuminating. Um I believe it's a novel about revenge, but at this point, I think it's like actually a coming of age story because the main character is essentially robbed of his life. And in some ways, his innocence. If you haven't read the story, it's about a boy who gets arrested for a crime he does commit, but he doesn't know he's committing a crime. He thinks he's doing a favor to his former boss um, who dies. So he's like, you know, uh, carrying out the wishes of a dying man. Mm. But the wishes of the dying man we're actually a political crime and people find out the boy is about to get off and get away with it but some people find out and they are jealous of him for various reasons and one person just the boy just happens to be in his way and so all these people conspire to get him locked up they do it separately two of them do it together and then a third person just like really cinches the deal and um, he gets arrested for five years so I'm up to the part where he's figuring out that this has all been orchestrated right so I think there's going to be like some really deadly bloody revenge and I'm really looking forward to that but right now I feel like it's kind of a coming-of-age story Where the boy experiences essentially a rite of passage, the rite of passage being a loss of innocence. What does that have to do with me at 38 years old with a ticking biological clock? Single as fuck. I think I have to prepare myself for motherhood because I think motherhood is a rite of passage and. One of the ways in which women experience a loss of innocence. Men probably too, but you know, you can listen to someone else's podcast about that. (laughs) Um, I'm thinking about that because there is a boat next to me and there's a family on that boat. The mother is a young mother. She just turned 25. They have two small children, two and three years old, one and two years old, something like this. Uh, They're fucking adorable, but the mother is having a hard time adjusting and I'm realizing through conversations with her that she is experiencing a loss of innocence right this is not an unusual thing if you go through any changes in life you will go through a loss of innocence you will ideally go through multiple losses of innocence these are all rites of passage if you are like me and you have been fortunate enough to go through many transformations in life which I always like thank god I grew up in New York because who knows what kind of person I would be today I was always able to find like the right group to move into um so I was able to change a lot I feel like I've had a million lifetimes in this lifetime thus far every time you change you will die a part of you dies this is essential life is a series of deaths and this is not something that we talk about enough and you kind of have to work through those deaths and accept the death and like learn how to handle the death when I was younger like the deaths just kind of happened automatically and they they didn't bother me because I was just like flying by the seat of my pants and like trying new things and it was cool it was fine now as I get older I don't know maybe it's like an accumulation of these things and it's like freaking me out or just because like I'm more slow and thoughtful now in my process in my, in my process. That sounds so pretentious. Um, but because I'm, like, slower, more, like, plodding now, you know, P-L-O-D-D-I-N-G, in the way I approach things, like, maybe more deliberate, more careful, you know? Like, I'm very aware of the fact that my body is a miracle that carries me up and down stairs. Because I know that someday it might become, knock on wood, it might become difficult for me. Right now, it's a really easy thing that my body does. And I thank my body every time it does it. Thank you so much. Because I know that this is something that people have trouble with, right? Things like this. Um, You kind of become more aware of what it is you have. And what you could lose, you know? Then it ties back to This Naked Mind, the nicotine book, because she talks about self-concept. And so part of the reason addicts apparently have a difficult time quitting smoking is because they have this idea of themselves as smokers, right? It's the same thing with alcohol. So like, one thing I noticed with alcohol is that I have this idea of myself or I had this idea of myself as a cultured person. So as I became an adult, one of the ways you express yourself as like a sophisticated adult, one of the markers of a sophisticated adult is like drinking wine, you know? Or like a cool chick is to like be into craft beer. I also like craft beer. (laughs) Or like you know, a cosmopolitan person likes cocktails, you know, I remember when Milk and Honey first opened in New York and that was like the start of the speakeasy cocktail scene or resurgence of the speakeasy in New York and the start of this crazy cocktail scene in New York. I remember because I actually went because I'm fucking old Um, and it was like cool. It was like the height of like what it's like to be a cool hip person in New York. One of them, right? One of the measures of that. So then, what is it with smoking, right? So, like, smoking, like, I think I'm fucking cool if I smoke cigarettes. Now, I just am afraid of be- being addicted to cigarettes. Um, yeah. I am, like, word vomiting because I don't want to have to edit, like, a million other recordings. That's it. That's what's going on with me. It's more of this shedding. More of this releasing. And then, like... This loss of innocence, I feel like, you know, the loss of innocence is essential to stepping into your power. And when you are making conscious decisions about what you want in life, you must make those decisions from a place of power. Right? If those decisions are going to be indicative, are going to represent you and what you truly want for yourself. They must come from a place of authenticity, which is also a place of power. Innocence is not power. You know what I associate with innocence? Victimhood. This is the opposite of power. You know who plays a victim a lot? Me. I don't even think I do it. I know that I do it because my mother does it. And I know that, you know what I mean? Like, you know what this is like when you see the ways that you were like your parents. It's horrifying. You know, and it's like the thing that I hate the most about her so, of course, it must be something that I I also do. I also just have her fucking face. It drives me crazy. I have her fucking goddamn face. Um, yeah. I have a thing about mothers. Like, I feel like in society, we don't really have a lot of outlets for women to express their drive for power. I think to want power is a natural and good thing. And in the world, the way it is set up right now, most women only get that sense of power when they have children, when they start to create their own families. And they're really only able to express their power that way. And um, sometimes, like they fucking lose their minds they get drunk on this power because when you have a kid that kid is biologically designed to serve and worship you for the rest of their life whether or not whether or not they are willing to accept it that's what we fucking do right it's like a blessing and a curse like you love your parents so much but then you're like cursed with your devotion to them if they're awful people Wow. So this is, like, really bringing up, I think, the real reason I've avoided children all this time is because I don't want to be, like, this crazy person who abuses the power of motherhood. Because what a tremendous power. What tremendous power is motherhood? It is tremendous fucking power. And no one acknowledges that. We just, like, paint this picture of moms as, like, sad, stay-at-home people and, like, victims... (laughs) No, it's it's huge, big time fucking power. It really is. A lot of people abuse that power. A lot of people abuse that power. We're not taught how to handle death, we're not taught how to handle power in a healthy way. Oh, what the fuck are we taught? <laughs> I don't know what else there is for me to say. Um, that's me snapping my fingers and hitting a sideboard here in my cabin. Um, I'm no longer having nightmares. I'm having really good dreams. I had another nightmare, and now I'm having really nice dreams, and I'm stoked. I'm stoked again. <laughs> Even if it doesn't sound like it, I really am. Um, I really am. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap this up. Thank you so much for listening. Um, thank you so much. I am taking a bit of a break from my messages, and focusing on my inner voice and listening to it. Uh, but I will be sure to get this out soon, Um, and I'm still aiming to get at least one of these out to you every week, okay? Thanks for being here, ciao for now, says Vicky, bye!